the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night, 8 to 9, discussing and dissecting political talking points. Give us a call if you care to participate in the show, 312-642-5600. Macbeth, did you ever find yourself doing something that, like, your, your mother used to do? Did you ever catch yourself, like, from when you were a kid? Uh, like, w- the way I yell at my kids sometimes, yeah. My mother was a, uh, used to chew gum and, and, and back then smoke cigarettes, you know, before. At the same time? Sometimes. No, but she used to do this thing. And as a kid, I used to look at it with, you know, like, what are you doing? They take the, she'd take the gum out of her mouth and put it on the coffee cup saucer when she drank her coffee. And I, as a kid, I would be like, what are you doing? Do you know I just did the same thing? It's amazing how we repeat the same things that when we're children disgusted us, for lack of a better term. There is no coffee saucer in that room. I just put it on the cup like a real hillbilly. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But don't worry, I corrected myself and threw it out. But that's because I'm distracted by all of these topics. And you know how I like to work on things now that I'm not doing uh, the show, the Slap and Tickle Chicago Drive Time, I still have myself in that mindset. So during the week, I wanted to discuss how J.B. Pritzker and the devastation to the commercial real estate business, the Chicago economy, and now, you know, on January 1st, all of those new taxes and penalties are going to hit us, and how I just found out today He's going to increase the pay for people who take care of relatives in their own house that I just learned of this from $14 an hour to $16 an hour to do what you're supposed to do. If you take care of your mother at the behest or your father, of at the behest of at the behest of the SEIU. Oh, well, of course. I mean, it's a union town, baby. Ever since Janice, right? Janice versus the uh, state of Illinois or whatever uh-huh. it was. Yeah. The, they uh, can't force people into the unions uh, who are in that predicament. So they... Uh, Bribe them. They needed to see... Well, they needed uh, something to say that we've been fighting for you. Yeah. Right? So they uh, so they went to their buddy JB. They said, eh, but a little help. So the disgust of, of, of the character of, our, of my fellow Illinoisan, once again, just when I think it cannot surprise me, surprises me. As people are being paid to take care of their mothers and their fathers and their husbands and their kids. And it's just sickening to me. Uh, Not just because it is a certain arrogance and sense of entitlement, but because it destroys 
your neighbor next door and you walk to your car and walk to your house with conscience. And it's just always astonished me. But it was only a couple of Christmases ago when I saw a woman during Christmas time. You know how uh, our wives sometimes will forget stuff last minute and make us go to the store on like Christmas Eve? Not mine. Did I ever tell you this story? Nah, you might have. Two and a half, no, probably two years ago. I have to run to Caputo's, which is in Elmwood Park. You did tell me. Yeah, yeah. And I go to Caputo's and I, you know, it's it's mayhem. It's Christmas Eve. And I get the stuff and I'm in line and there's this woman in front of me in a coat I had thought about buying my wife, but had deemed it to be too expensive. A shearling coat. You know about shearling? No. It's very expensive. Don't care. And I noticed that she had the Louis Vuitton bag, you know, and the boots up to her. And I'm thinking to myself... Uh, this woman is just, she looks wonderful, dressed wonderfully, very expensive stuff. And she's in front of me Yeah. and the bill comes and she pulls out the link card. And I say, and are don't you judge. kidding me? Oh, I judge. Don't judge. I use my eyes and I judge, baby. How dare you? And I, I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe she's, what could she possibly be doing to have a link card? So I'm just kind of got my head down. Be a Chinese coat. Apparently there's something with link cards. You can buy certain things and you can't buy others. Correct. Yeah, and there was, she had to separate her groceries, and the cashier is like, well, no, you can't buy this on the card. And then she just pulls out, like, the platinum card and buys it there. And then goes out to the parking lot, and I buy my stuff, you know, I got a few things. And she's organizing, and we walk out together, and here's a brand new GMC Denali. The only thing was, it would have made the story better, is if, like, like the Range Rovers I see, if she was parked in the handicap, she wasn't. She was parked in a normal space. Brand well, she can't new afford that $100. GMC Denali loading the, the, the. I thought to myself, this is just the character of your fellow citizens. Now I live in, you know, a town where people pretend that they're, you know, they they're not all in, interwoven with the crime and skullduggery. I, sure. I, I get it, but um, to see it is just disgusting, and it reminds me of the disgust I, I, I felt when I read this article of the Illinoisans who justify themselves being paid $16 an hour welfare by another word, pay to take care of somebody who the state has deemed needs care. And you realize how many times this will be frauded. And I'm, I predict. Well, see, that's the thing is that, that there's a lot of people who might have to quit a job if they can't afford to put somebody in a nursing home. You know, there's a lot of people who might have to quit a job to take care of a parent or something. That's, that's, going, this is going to be taken advantage of, oh. right? There's nothing to say that everybody who's going to get, paid on this is is in that situation i almost can't wait though for the uh the amish the, who's the guy built like an amish woman chuck gowdy chuck Jeez. gowdy and um built like you an know, amish he's built woman. just like an amish woman chuck gowdy to All get right. out there with the scandal of the house in wilmette oh, you know yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, <laughs> and you find out they're scamming the welfare system it's just around the corner you wait and see but then i um so i had all these preconceived notions of what i was going to discuss and talk about how every time I come to the studio, there's more commercial real estate that's abandoned and vacant and available. And this is what we're seeing. Pass a lot of it. Yeah. The implosion of a, of, a, of a state is what we're living through and witnessing and all of the failures therein. Yep. And then I put on, you know, I, I like to record the shows on my phone and then I watch them on my way here. And I put on two good ones today. First off, Chris Wallace, who I normally don't like, was fantastic today. And he had on James Comey. And to watch it, Macbeth, I know you're busy. I know you've got three jobs. I know you don't watch the Sunday shows. And I didn't want you to cut up this 19-minute article when both of us were getting here late. And, you know, how could you do it? Well, I appreciate that. 
but I think that everybody out there, you can go on YouTube and watch just the interview. (laughs) We are at a point in this country when the IG report, damning as it was and devastating, where what people don't understand is the way that government corrects itself is it never comes out and says, let's lock these participants up. They were obviously, but what it does is it, it this is what was wrong. This is what we can change. 17 violations in the FISA application. Yeah. 17. That's a lot. Yep. And the, the fact of the matter is that at the end, they said, we can't come to a conclusion of if it's complete and utter ignorance and negligence or it's partisan. So they gave themselves the exit of it is either really stupid. They didn't have enough to establish whether this was something of one motive or the other, but it was jacked up. At the very so. least, it's utter incompetence. Yes. That's the best case scenario. The other it's like scenario, Solyndra or, right. or any number of other things you can name. It's either, at the best case is, is incompetence. And the other scenario is that it is absolute and political bias and corruption, which is what I believe today. I believed as we saw the evidence build up, and we all inherently knew as we watched these these bureaucracies thrive under the most corrupt social engineering Democrat messiah this country's ever seen in Barack Obama. We all knew it, and now we are validated. But you almost have to admire... The, the delusion of James Comey or the outright schizophrenia sociopath that he is, where he can look right at the camera and put his arms above his head as if he won the race. Ta-da! This absolutely vindicates me. He, he literally said that on Chris Wallace's show. After Chris Wallace played in beautiful lockstep, the IG damning his performance, he was the head of the FBI. And it, 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 it brought me to the realization we are at a point where if you're a Republican, you look at a banana and see a banana. And if you're a Democrat and the Republican says, hey, look at that banana, the Democrat will say, I don't eat apples. It's that crazy to me. Well, but, and then, you know, you flip it around, it's the opposite. On and you flip it around and it's the opposite. And yeah. that, it, it, it just, it, it's a slap in the face to realize that we are so partisan, we can't look at actual evidence and come to a conclusion. And as it leads you into the impeachment, per se, of which we all know what this is. And I am coming to you as somebody who is not a Trump Krishna. I do not support Trumponomics in any way. I see it for the Keynesian fraud it is. I don't come on and all of these reporters and all of the radio hosts and all of the people who say, look at the agreement. I don't buy it unless I read it. I am telling you, these are interesting, exciting times. However, this impeachment is the greatest campaign gift to the Trump people and Donald Trump. He will win handily. 312-642-5600. What country do you come from, sir? This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. What's going on now is the single greatest scam 
in the history of American politics. The Democrats want to take away your guns. They want to take away your health care. They want to take away your vote. They want to take away your freedom. They want to take away your judges. They want to take away everything. We can never let this happen. We're fighting to drain the swamp, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And you see why we have to do it. Because our country is at stake like never before. It's all very simple. They're trying to stop me because I'm fighting for you. Well, there's a lot there, but I have to say. <laughs> it certainly is. It's not the biggest scam. The biggest scam was Obamacare. But this well, is. Social Security. This is in the top five. You know, Gulf of Tonkin ranks up. There. It's in the top five, and it's in the top five for a very interesting reason to me. It's in the top five because we had that one congressman who showed a little ankle when he said we have to. You, do you have the clip? Uh, what was the guy's name? The, the cut you, you. Oh, Al Green? Al Green. Yeah, this is actually two cuts put together, but you can kind of tell that by listening. Yeah. I rise today, Mr. Speaker, to call for the impeachment of the President of the United States of America for obstruction of justice. I do not do this for political purposes, Mr. No. Speaker. I do this because I believe if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. That's if exactly we don't right. impeach him, he will say he has been vindicated. He will say the Democrats had an overwhelming majority in the House and they didn't take up impeachment. So he he has to be impeached because they cannot beat him on the issues. And that's yeah, that second the second half of that was actually spoken before the first half. Uh, and he was just basically saying that, listen, uh, I think we need to impeach him because he's got a chance at winning. And that was a, that was a, a accidental moment of honesty. And the reason is he has found a way to hybrid the Democratic policies with the Republican brand. And I say that with absolute certainty, Macbeth, because as we sit no, here, it's absolutely what it is. As we sit here, I'm, yeah. I'm watching the Sunday show and he had a woman on. I believe her name is Bondi. I could be mistaken. A blonde. She looks like she was thrown off a Fox set. OK. OK. So she's on. She's his spokesperson. And she said he wants to do the the American people's work, which is a phrase that they always use. All totalitarians use it. Oh, well, yeah. All politicians it's, use it. It's yeah. for you that we're implementing Probably not foreign politicians. Right. They don't want to do the American people's work. Right. You get what I'm <laughs> we're implementing these policies for the people, of course, or for the children. If it's for the people, you got to watch your freedoms. If it's for the children, you got to watch your wallets. That's exactly. the rule. Oh, I like that. And right as she says that, the next sentence is that he is working right now on a Sunday. He is working diligently to get in um, family leave. We're going to pass family leave, more welfare pay, under the guise of a Republican. And it's why I reject the majority of Trumponomics is because it is steeped in the exact same philosophies and principles as Obamanomics. Well, and then you get the new trade agreement where Democrats and the and they basically got what they wanted. The SEIU president, Trump, got a big fat slob donut connoisseur. He rubber stamped it because as they passed it, it had more worker guarantees for fur, foreign workers, thus strengthening the American mediocrity called American unions. And, and you know something? I had Verlan, dear friend of the show. I was uh, opening the store today, and him and Charles Love were my first two customers. Yeah, I was here with yesterday with Charles. And, you know, Verlan and I go back and forth and sure. we argue about, you know, he's, a, he's an on-the-train guy, the whole nonsense. And uh, 
the first thing he said to me is, and it, he, we can't celebrate the fact that he passed the trade bill with both China and the MCA. I said, did you read the bill? And do you know what his first thing without even, a, well, no, but they told me it was good on the news. And that is where society has gone to. Well, see, when the news confirms what you like, you say, oh, well, maybe I believe that. And then when the news doesn't confirm what you like, it's, it's you know. It's it news. reminds me of how, you know, if we're going to Thelma and Louise this thing, I'm going to take Louise because Thelma was too crazy. I mean, this is what it sounds like to me. Once we stop arguing over the principles and the fundamentals and the philosophy of the issues, and we start to jump on board with issues that as Tea Party conservatives we used to be, can you imagine if George Bush would have said, I'm really working hard on family leave and we're going to pass that soon? Think about that. Can you imagine if Bill Clinton said, you know what we need to do? We need to have an agreement that raises the pay of Mexican and Canadian workers so that American workers can compete. I mean, I want you to just take the issue by hand, by, by, by case by case, and realize we have a choice in the election, and it's a very important cho- choice. And I, too, will support Donald Trump. But understand, the only choice we have is between which Democrat you want to run things. Because by policies, these are Democrat positions we have now embraced. And I say that in no coincidence to Rich Lowry's new book, which I could not have titled better oh. myself. Okay, sounds, sounds you know, great. Rich What's Lowry? the title? Yeah, he, he Rich looks Lowry like, used to be with Fox News. Yeah, uh, I mo- think the Obama administration went after his uh, voicemails or emails or something. He is touted as a conservative Republican, and he's brought mm, yes. on as an expert. And he has been in the past. And he isn't up to the knee of a William F. Buckley, but he's compared to him often. And guess what the title of his new book is? What's that? The Case for Nationalism. Oh. I mean, I don't know what has happened to the integrity of the American Republican or of, of, of the Tea Party conservative when they are embracing ideals and, and plant policies that are inherently legacy Democrat positions. Well, I'll tell you what is, is George Will's dead. William F. Buckley's dead. It, 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 the, the old guard is gone, and the new guard is just, okay, well, this sounded good to us when we were younger, and now it sounds like if we do this little adjustment this way, we can get a bigger base, and we can this get is, future power. And This is late 1900s yeah. Democrat populism yeah. that was stoked originally well, which was, by the American Worker Party, which was a radical socialist Democrat. What this is is late, ni- late 1800s Republican policy that was then later on democrat policy say in the you know when in our early lifetime and now has been adopted by republicans and in each and every case this this teddy roosevelt stuff as we enter these arguments i can't help but notice how comfortable we supposedly the people who believe in liberty and talk about the constitution and government and small government and all we love to talk about it how comfortable we are with force as long as we're the guys doing the force right And it reminds you that, as they say in in each one of these clips, this is the most important election of our lifetime. I'm starting to realize that's true, but it's false. Because no matter what we do, if we're calling this draining the swamp, if we're calling this conservatism, we are accepting the, 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 the destination of 
central government control. Yes. And the idea that we have elected Republicans for 10 years and they've done nothing on Obamacare, nothing on spending, nothing on debt, but strengthen all of those things. Yeah. You know, if we can't and double down it, on, on systemized health care, uh, you know, centralized health care. I have yet for one Republican Trump supporter to explain to me how Trump is going to reestablish conservative values and capitalism. So tell me, who's the small government candidate in the, in the presidential who's, race right now? Nobody. Nobody. And, you know, the only thing we have on our side is the unlikable nature of the Democrats. Because there is no way you're looking at these top three fossils. Did you see the new polls? Right. Yeah. It turns out Biden's way back in the lead again. Yeah. Warren has dropped to three. And guess who's... People like the way Biden's leg hair feels, so... Are you kidding me? makes sense. It is so... It is bizarre world where we're looking at these punchlines. Most of whom... If you sold life insurance, (laughs) would you give any of the top five candidates a policy? Uh... I mean, I is it know. just, it, it, it's one big depends ad. And in the meantime, number two is Bernie Sanders, who yeah. looks more feeble and more weak well, and see, more crazy. Bernie's got that block of people who are just going to be Bernie Sanders supporters no matter what. They don't even consider the other candidates. Even if they were far, further left than Bernie, they wouldn't consider, they are Bernie Sanders uh, acolytes. I think yeah. I have time for this. What do you got? But did you see the reception? Bloomberg had a little get together. Okay. There were like 16 people there, right. 15 of whom he paid. You got it. This is a song. Okay. You got to move like Jagger. Bloomberg. Bloomberg, this is the reception. Move like Bloomberg? Bloomberg. That's it. Wow. Sounds enthusiastic. What is it? $35 million worth of advertisement? 16 crackpots, and you're playing Mick Jagger, and you're 80 years old. You can barely get to the podium. This is a sad state of affairs. 312 642 5600. See you in Ukraine soon. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312 642 5600. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers, these are people of the land. The common clay. You know, morons. <laughs> it's good <laughs> You can't do that. I wanted to play that at the end of the last segment because you were talking about Well, yeah, wait, wait. People <laughs> loving Bernie and, and thinking Bloomberg was fantastic. So I, I'm astonished. <laughs> I gotta hit the cough button. But I do The world's worst DJ putting his name at the end of the line of You know, song. I do I do live in the real world and I do get it. Okay, so I told you about my confession. That I watch TMZ, right? Yeah, I, I love TMZ. What, what's what's not to love? <laughs> but it's it's it shows you. See, to me, I'm I'm not one of these people who think, and I have dear friends of mine who are like this. They don't want to even look at anything they may disagree with. I well, think that yeah, is that's... the exact opposite of what you are supposed to do. Ah, but see, I figured out the key to that years ago. What's that? Burn yourself completely out on everything, and that way. You can replace empathy with apathy. Oh, I like that. And now I also understand why old men in Panera are yelling at strangers. I get it because they've seen everything and they're disgusted by the by by the trajectory of their existence. I get it. But when you watch TMZ, it's very interesting because you see the hysteria of and the way in which they treat people who they disagree with and the way that they do that is they have to treat them with contempt because the only way you could 
could uh, get with yourself in controlling other people is if you have contempt for them. So the only way you could justify this in your own mind right. is because they're obviously too stupid to be in control of their own lives. Well, and you see this in basic political discussion, especially on social media. But, you know, if you can, you know, if you could turn somebody into a bad guy, right, Yeah, that's a green light to just write off anything they say as, as not mattering. So if you give a valid opinion on something or you disagree with somebody on something and lay out a logical case, They'll try to find, a lot of them, will try to find a way to make you into a bad person. Mm -hmm. You're either racist or sexist or you don't care about poor people or you're just an evil Republican. Sometimes that's good enough, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, then all of a sudden you can be written off. You don't matter. So I've discussed with you before that I grew up in uh, in Melrose Park and I... You've actually never mentioned that on this And I, I really lost contact to a lot of with a lot of the guys I grew up with, but there's something about growing That's up healthy actually. in that kind of neighborhood though, where you may not see each other for 30 years, but when you do, or when you communicate with each other, you know, each other, it's like yeah, a family. You pick right up. So there's, there's this, uh, this guy that I've mentioned before has, he's a big time Democrat, but because he makes a lot of money in the Democrat party, he's in the green energy business, the whole nine yards. And, but I know him and he's a wonderful guy and I like him very much. And, um, we're communicating through Facebook and every once in a while, someone will chime in on the public page. And another friend of mine has chimed in and, and right away he's called, you have racist and misogynistic right. characteristics. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this guy, that's such a backdoor way. Of, we grew uh, up together. Yeah. If you criticize something, you're not a racist or a misogynist. And as I, <clears throat> Look on the pop culture drudge report. It's just the the schadenfreude of taking joy because apparently I'm I'm watching that uh, Clint Eastwood's new movie Jewel is bombing at the box office. That sucks. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. And everybody who's criticizing it, well, good. You know, Clint Eastwood's a racist. Good. Clint Eastwood is a you know a homophobe. He's a xenophobe. He's all these things. Rather than look at this guy on his whole career or look at the topic and judge it on its own characteristics, I, it's just amazing to me that friends, family members, people that you, we've watched Clint Eastwood in his movie career for 70 years, yeah. and this guy's 90 years old. Uh, quite 90. I think he is, isn't he? 90? I think so. But uh, my point is, the minute all of the, all of the Clint Eastwood hate started to go on, was when he aligned or stood up against Obama. And on the same Drudge Report, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, who everyone knows, is a scumbag to a level that he, right. it didn't exist before we found out what he did. Right. Yet there is zero criticism from the Democrat Party about this guy who now, by the way, People knew about, people knew stories of. They it, kept it, it quiet it, it for just 30 years. Because he had power and he could get you money. And he could get you work. Do you see when he goes to trial now, he's got the walker. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, got yeah. the guys carrying him. Are you sure. looking at what he's doing with a straight face? And and no one is saying anything other than they post a hospital picture. Looks like Harvey wasn't lying is the, is the, is the title that they're playing on these sites, TMZ and all this. Right. And I say to myself... It's it's back to the Comey thing. We're both looking at the same banana, yet half of us are calling it an apple. How are we ever going to get to a common ground 
on the trajectory of our nation or the issue of policies. But what's even more depressing to me is that our side, instead of fighting the way we fought so vehemently, so successfully under the Obama administration, it seems to be where we're taking a little bit of that. Let's just determine what it is and say it rather than look at the issues. So when I hear Trump people support policies they haven't read and they say, oh, it's good because the news told me we better fix this. We got one year. Either it's going to be cult against cult or you're going to reestablish Americanism. 312-642-5600. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. You know what happens? I read the, the headlines and then it makes me want to discuss it. You know who taught me that? Bruce Wolf. You don't have to actually read the Wait, article. You, you absorb knowledge from Bruce? You don't have to read. You know, no. His whole thing so is, proud of you. His whole thing is he would say, I don't have to read the article if I can understand the title. And I used to laugh at that. Until you realize talking to people, apparently everyone does that. I, I guess that's standard. I wouldn't take that approach, but um, I'm not as accomplished as Bruce. So the reason that I've been on this tangent of what are we and how have we gotten here was twofold. Number one, I had friends of mine who are in the radio business to a certain extent in, um, in uh, Mr. Love and in Verlan um, come over and basically... Now, it's different because Charles gets it. Charles gets it. Right. And he's also actually in the radio business. And he's in the radio business. Furlan is a radio connoisseur. Yes. And um, as you listen to the topics and you listen to the rage and the passion, and I would say to him, but aren't we going to fix all those things we didn't like? And then I come in oh, here, no. eh, not too much. And Rand Paul, every once in a blue moon, will stumble on a, a, a thought. Yeah. And you know what his biggest problem with the impeachment is? Is that it will tribalize and dumb down the body politic. And boy, if that isn't hitting the nail on the head, it's just astonishing to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if you're in for a penny, in for a pound, is not something husbands say to wives anymore, but something that people say to political parties. No, and take to heart. The, for themselves, especially with the social media and all that. And I hate to go back to it. It's like the third time I said that word. But, um, you know, people put themselves on the record now. It's not just a conversation with a couple of your friends. Yeah. And you might change your mind later, and you have to explain it to those couple of friends. You post something, you're on the record. You tweet something, you're on the record. Right? Now it's a matter of pride. Now you got to stick with it. Defend your gun. Defend your statement. Oh, I don't want to look like a boob. Oh, I'm, you know. And then you end up like made off to the point where oh, I can't give up on it now. I have to keep this going <laughs> just, until I die. Just keep going until somebody That's exposes right. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm obviously contracted with 560 AM, and I didn't even realize that. So I'm discussing this. You didn't know time. you were under contract? No, I didn't realize that, you know, they're looking at my Twitter or <laughs> yeah. Facebook. And I'm just, I got to be me. I'm, I've never been a good employee. I don't even know what the hell that or means. Or a good influence. Never worked with people. I've always been my own guy. So I'm tweeting, you know, and I'm getting in arguments with people on Twitter, on Facebook. And um, we're discussing, you know, Dan's over, we're smoking a cigar. He's like, yeah. you do know they're looking at your stuff. You better. You yeah. Know. I'm like, really? Yeah. Come on. 
I still can't get used to the idea that something you say outside of work could be used against you. Well, I am uncomfortable with that. The perfect example of that is, is, and one where I think the call was made incorrectly, was the Anthony Cumia firing from XM. Right? He, had, he had gotten in an argument with somebody on the street. They attacked him. He uh, went home right, and started tweeting out a bunch of angry stuff, and the, the, the company fired him. For that, not yeah. for anything, and they would—that was—that's a show where they would say horrific things on the air, and that was their job. Yeah. So that to be fired for something he said off the air was very, yeah, but that's that's really a good clue. Most most companies are doing that. They would rather go ahead and face, uh, you know, say a wrongful termination suit or something of the like, than than public backlash for something that's uh, unpopular. So now you as or you anti PC. Well, as you know, I, I can't stand that phrase anymore. I know. As you know, I'm not a sports guy. And I particularly don't care one way or the next. But I no, that's not true. You enjoy every uh, touchdown in every inning that every other red blood American male does. <laughs> yes, but um, there's a football player for the New York Giants who was just there's a number of them. He was just let go, and he's like their top guy. I don't even know his name. I'm okay. embarrassed by that because he Why tweeted. Like he got in an argument with a fan, and he tweeted the R word. R E T. Yeah. Okay. And the Giants, it's like... Really? You didn't hear about this? No, no, no. I'm not saying... They, they fired him fired for Fired him. That? $19 million a year. Oh. And he, he's in an argument, a provoked argument, where he was tweeting something. He's like oh, the, one wow. of the best Giants players. You got to look it up. Well, they should never should watch The up. Hangover. Yeah. But, or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. My point or is... Or half of all South Park episodes. My point is we are at a position where it isn't about the rights, the unalienable rights of right. the citizen... It's about what's acceptable in absolute and total control outside of work. Well, it's worse than that. This guy's not working. It's worse than that because what we have is zero tolerance for minor indiscretions that people have have, have labeled as worse than uh, worse than uh, Hitler or whatever, right? But then you have major issues like uh, people who are out uh, committing pedophilic acts and, and yeah. people that are being defended, right? Well, this is this is the way they were born and this is a lifestyle choice. No, no. No, those are the people who we should have zero tolerance for. And the people who say something that's a little off color, that has nothing to do with they're not out, you know, he wasn't out defaming, uh, uh, you know, or trying to say bad things about mentally challenged people. Come on. Uh, his name is, is Janoris Jenkins. According to you. I don't know. After using an offensive word on Twitter, 19 million a year. He's one of, the, he's, he, he's one of their uh, top players. We're all children. We're all just children now. But, you know, the first thing you have to do, it's funny because nobody jumps on the misuse of these venues right. by anybody other than Who people. They with. Yeah, than people they disagree with. Because the reality is this kid's, this kid's defense, I don't know if you heard his defense. He's like, in my neighborhood, in my area, it's something we say. It's not meant. I didn't mean to. So that it doesn't matter he apologized. Up. You are at a point where something you tweet, something you say, could you know cost you $19 million a year. And I was just getting used to starting a nuclear war if a president does it. This is nice try, Sean. Time, having a hard time with this. 312-642-5600. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. 
you know, we don't have a lot of time. But Not I, much time at all. I have kind of stayed away because of my own disgust from this Greta Thornburg. Thun, Thunberg. It's a tragedy. There's there's no O or R in there. Oh, whatever. Thunberg. To me, it's 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 beyond a useful idiot. And I know she's a kid, but if you're going to stick your nose out there, you better know what you're talking about. She's questioned the other day uh, on on how she interprets what the alternatives are and what direction we should go. And she, you know, it's, 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 she showed herself to be a sophomoric child, but she is, but you built this entire movement put in that situation, but she's in it now. So that's it. To me, it's, it's game over. You put her in there. She's time person of Open the year. Criticism. I think Hitler only made it twice as time person of the year. I find it funny that they all both were fascistic socialists, much like Greta. So apparently that's part of the platform to be Time's ma- Time Magazine's person of the year. Well, she also wants uh, world leaders in a particular position. She apologizes after saying politicians should be put against the wall. Yeah. Um. You know that could that could mean a number of different things, but you know, it's sort of devil's advocate. But this is my biggest reason for supporting Not having 16 Trump. Year olds policy. No, oh, I am telling you, Macbeth, he is the last stop. We are going to look back at this time and say, "Remember when we weren't taxed for breathing?" And it, yeah. it, he is the last president because, as you look at the rest of the Republicans, now Trump's wavy on a lot of stuff, and he's got Democrat policies. There's no question about it. But the, the one cornerstone of absolute control is to have the authority to tax you on behalf of the environment. Yeah. And that is the ultimate goal in this green movement. And that is why I am particularly optimistic that I think he'll win due to the failures of the impeachment and the ridiculousness he's running against. But I need him to win because I don't have enough money to sustain socialism. I've had it stripped away from me in various user taxes and different things. And I am nervous because I am not going to look good in a, in a jumpsuit. And that's where we're going, kid. And you know what happens to the guys in the red jumpsuits on Star Trek? They're the first ones to get whacked by the alien. Yeah. We've got a pickup in all this alien activity. We're going hardcore that, we socialists. Should, we should do a whole show on aliens. Oh. I think that would be fun. Oprah Winfrey freaks me out, man. <laughs> You think Oprah Winfrey's an alien? I'm right now. I think she could be a body searcher. I think she's a... Uh, I was listening the to the radio interview. The eyes are too far apart. I can't remember what comedian it was, but the, there was a show they were talking to Donald Rumsfeld. This was many years ago, and he, he asked him outright if he was a lizard. He said, are, are you a lizard person? I never looked into the lizard people, but if, you know, there are certain people... You know, they, I, it's very weird. The Oprah, the whole allure of her, there's something going on there. She could be uh, an alien. Yeah, it could be the Bill Burr thing of all the people who... Uh, Dressed up like oxen underneath the giant owl statue underneath the mountain or whatever because the Bilderbergs. The other good news yeah. about the current <laughs> culture we're in is that if you were an alien yes. and you were looking at this, would you say this is a planet we want? <laughs> I mean, the fact that we are in such turmoil well, see, may in fact save our life from ray guns. What's one of the things that, that uh, I can't remember who it was now. It might have been Carl Sagan had said many years ago. He says, uh, you know, if there is a, a, a society of beings who has made it all the way here the only way they've done that is by working together so that when they arrived at this planet and saw all these different factions of people speaking different languages doing different things and having these different traditions it would probably confuse the hell out of them 
It's going to be how, did you ever, you, you're younger than me, but years ago there was all the rumors about the the uh, Wisconsin strip clubs, and we would work our way to get up there. It was very, you know, difficult. You had to borrow a car or sometimes steal your parents' car, and we'd get up there thinking it's it was going to be great. The minute you walk in, you realize, ah, what am I doing here? Let's go back home. That's going to be the same reaction that the aliens have to us. All right, I've had fun. Liberty Hour will be Tuesday morning, 9.05, Wednesday morning, 9.05. Then back again next Sunday night. Thank you for listening. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.